This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Saturday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack hanging with you and... Damn, I got an in-studio guest. That does not happen much here on the weekends, and certainly not at nights, but we got a native New Yorker hanging out who wanted to come in and talk some baseball with us and uh, do some talking about uh, osteoarthritis. Uh, Former Cincinnati Red, New York Yankee, Milwaukee Brewer, uh, Baltimore Oriole, and Cleveland Indian. Yeah, he got around a little bit. Uh, Chris Dickerson joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Uh, Appreciate you coming in, boy. You know, we got the game on here. Yeah, yeah, that was my first comment when I got in here. I was like, this is a a studio. This is a a game center that you got going (laughs) This is like a command center. It reminds me of uh, are the command center outside the dugout, or the hitting room at Yankee Stadium, where you have 19 different TVs just observing everybody and everything that's going on around the league right now. That's okay. you. A and- couple of nice flat-screen monitors, and uh, you can see that the Yankees are cruising again against Minnesota, 8-1. to one. Now, you played from 2008-2014. When you watch the ball flying out of the major league baseball parks this year, do you say to yourself, Damn, I couldn't hang around another couple of years till they tightened up this baseball so uh, tight that I could get double-digit home runs. It's crazy. There's there. I'll, I'll be totally on. There's been some moments. There have been some balls that have been hit. I'm like, you know, what? I I'm I played in the wrong in the wrong era because <laughs> this is crazy. Because now you don't even need to be on the juice. Like the ball itself is juice, and so I mean, it's just. I understand that guys have pop, and I've I've seen guys take BP, but the, I just can't wrap my head around where some of these balls are going and where these pitch locations. Because I remember Pete Alonzo hit a ball that was like at his shoelaces, down and away, and he hit it into the uh, the smoke stacks in Cincinnati. Like I played there, I know for a lefty, I know how far <laughs> how good you have to get it, and I know he's got he's got stupid he's got stupid power. But you just don't one hand a ball like that. I'm sorry. It's like watching, yeah. It's like watching Josh Hamilton at the the 2009 uh, home run derby. Yeah, he's hitting balls. We're like, I didn't even know balls. This was possible. To hit balls. Right, as far. but they were throwing him pitches that were supposed to be hit out of the park. The other teams are trying to not allow guys to right. hit it out of the park, and they're one handing it uh, 400 feet, which is just stone cold scary. Um, you weren't necessarily a power guy. You were as much a speed guy. As a power guy, as you were coming through the minor leagues, did you have anyone attempt to change your way of hitting the ball and try and get you to increase, quote-unquote, launch angle? Because that's all we hear about anymore. When I was a kid, I'm a lot older than you, uh, it was just called uppercutting. Now it's launch angle. It's got a fancy description to it. But apparently everybody in Major League Baseball is being taught to do it from the time they get in organization, first contract signed, work on launch angle to be able to hit home runs when they get to the big leagues. 
did you ever work with, uh, get on a team with someone who instructed you that this is the wave of the future? Your swing is wrong, Chris. We got to change you. We got to get you more of a launch angle. Yeah, never. This was there was something that's never been heard until maybe five years ago. And now, you know, baseball's trying to shove it down everybody's throat. <laughs> I mean, you literally cannot watch a broadcast or an alternative broadcast. Not only do you have one broadcast where they're bringing up the AWS stuff, but there's an al- there's an alternate channel, an alternate broadcast on ESPN that's just the StatCast broadcast. Right. So it's like, okay, this angle, and we're going to play the shift, the probability of this. Like, dude, do you really think that people really care this much? But I've never... The only thing I had, I mean, I, I went through the gamut. And this is, I got caught in the, the, the pre-Moneyball, the post-Moneyball. So this was, it wasn't launch angle. It was like, you guys have to see 10 pitches right. in that bat. Or you guys have to see more than 10 pitches a game. And then we're, for two years, you know, Joey and I had to take a strike. You could not swing the bat unless you took a strike. So it was all about trying to reinvent the wheel again, again, through stats, through numbers, um, you know, on base, on base, on base. And then, you know, this, the launch angle started and, you know, but, you know, you talk to st- people like, you know, guys like Christian Yelich and, you know, he'll, he'll punch you if he, you mention launch angle. He hate he hates it, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's part of the game and, you know, and I was talking about actually you look at Guardy's up right now and, you know, somewhere along the lines, Kevin, I don't know what Kevin Long did and said to him, but, He's had a tremendous turnaround. If you had told me in 2007, playing against Guardian Arizona Fall right. League, that he's, this would happen, he's ever going to get double-digit home runs. Never get let alone double. sneaking up on 30 home runs. Exactly, but he he figured it out, and um, you know, it's just a, it's a different it's a different it's a different makeup of hitting coach. It's a different makeup of approach, and so he is he's definitely benefiting from it. Let me ask you about one of your former teammates, uh, CC Sabatia, who is. Not on the Yankee roster this series. He could be on the AL championship and or if the Yankees get there to the World Series, still good, uh, could get a chance to compete here in the postseason. His final year, he's calling it a career thereafter. How much do you think it would mean to him to go out with a uh, championship with the Bombers? It'll mean, it'll mean everything. And considering what he's had to deal with with his knee, um, you know, he's had the surgery in 10, 14, 16, and, you know, it's, you know, we know – CC carrying that weight, but just the innings and having and but that tells you about something his com, his competitiveness. It doesn't matter. Like it's going to take a lot for him to come out. I mean, you're going to have it's going to have to be something serious for him not to go out there and try to give it his best. So, you know, kind of you know hurts my heart a little bit to see that he's going to be that that he's dealing with this going into his last year. But you can bet he's going to be rested up and hopefully that he can get through this first round. And come back and at least give you know give him three or four innings out of the bullpen because you know going out you're going to do everything possible and I think he's proved that during the season and what he's been able to to manage um, on a daily basis. He had major knee issues. You did as well. It helped to end your career because of the knee issues you had. Uh, you've been a kid who's been suffering from knee problems from the time you were just a kid here in New York. Yeah, um, you know I was. God, I knew something was wrong when, you know, I was, but I was one of those kids, I was playing football, baseball, basketball, soccer, you know, like all at the same time and usually going from, you know, your, your school league to your rec league yep. at the same time. So it was a, it was, it was a weird thing. And just, uh, it was probably a little bit too much when you're going through those growing pains, but yeah, being 12 and 13 and having to wear like a knee brace and, you know, ultimately I had a catastrophic knee and um, as junior in high school. And so. The doctor basically kind of ruled me out. He was like, listen, you know, if this goes well, 
you know, you might got a shot, but if it doesn't, you, I don't see you playing organized sports past the age of 20, 20, 21, 22. And you were 17 at the time. And I was 17 years old. And, uh, you know, I ex- had excelled in sports, you know, all my life. So it was crushing. And I remember, you know, being told that, you know, just being in, you know, hysterics in the, you know, in the orthopedics office. But, um, you know, it's something that I kind of battle with and then I had to deal with it again. When the draft came around, I had two other surgeries before I got even, even got drafted and then to go into these pre-draft workouts and have them bring up, you know, like, listen, I see you've had some knee issues, this, you know, and this is, of course, it's a concern for them. So that's going to hurt your draft, pro- you know, prospect because, you know, when they look at this, the severity of what I had, they're like, you know, this is definitely a wild card, you know, so... Yeah, you you may I managed it. Now, when you had the injuries that you had, some of them were tears. You were able to have surgeries, but some of them were just quote unquote arthritis. When I hear the word arthritis, I think of sixty five year old, seventy year old, seventy five year old. That when you get older, you get arthritis. You were a kid in your teens, and you were already suffering from arthritis. Well, yeah, I was How did something like that happen? Yeah, I was suffering from knee pain, but you know, I had what you call arthritic changes already in my knee. Because I remember going to spring training, getting updated uh, x-ray, and you can see the changes in my bones. So I'm like, okay, fine. But osteoarthritis itself doesn't really set in until, you know, maybe 50 or 60 or in the extreme cases like I have now, just the amount of degradation that I have on that knee after all the wear and tear. Um, you know, it's definitely there. So when I got treated here in New York, um, you know, three weeks ago, it was apparent that <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty damaged. And, uh, you know, I could feel it on a daily basis. So I knew that, uh, you know, like CeCe, they're talking about him, the possibility of ha- him having knee replacement within like the next five or 10 years. It's crazy, crazy. And I always had, I always joked, but I always knew it was kind of serious. There, it was like, you know, one of these days I'm going to have to, I'm going to be in a cart at some point. I'm, gonna, I'm well on my way to knee replacement. But this is, this, what I, what we had with Zilretta has just been an incredible, it's an alternative just to kind of, you know, to it's a you know it's to relieve that pain, and I, since I've had it, felt significantly better. But you know, the whole point of this campaign is to to raise awareness about it and to the, show you that there are other options for for these people. You don't have to be an ex athlete to. So Zilretta is an injection that you get. It's it's if you have to have surgery, you got to have surgery. There's certainly medications you can take to relieve swelling, but Zilretta is an injection uh, you got for the first time recently, and it is already working for you. Yeah, I feel considerably better, you know, considerably better. And like I said, I mean, just this trip alone, you know, being here and having to be all over the city and walking and just when you get to that four o'clock, five o'clock mark, it's just like you just please somebody sit me down like I this day is over. But, you know, immediately after I I went, I had to go to the Dominican Republic. I had to actually had to come here for a week and then went to the Dominican Republic for to do some work for my nonprofit. And just being down there, I felt a noticeable difference and really have noticed a huge difference even now. So, um, you know, I know it's it's such a big deal and you deal with this so much, um, you know, on a daily basis when I when I get out of bed or when you're trying to do, uh, you know, activities on the weekend. It's just it really is taxing uh, physically and men- mentally. So this is it's been a, a huge help for me. If you're suffering with uh, pains, if you think you've got some arthritis already building up and it's popping up on more younger and active people, a guy like Chris who played Major League Baseball, again, this isn't an older person's uh, issue. It's an every person issue. The website you got to check out is 
Zilretta.com. That's Z-I-L-R-E-T-T-A.com. Check it out. Could be something you could look into and uh, relieve some of your pain. All right, so you're going to be able to continue doing, as you mentioned, uh, nonprofit you got going. Give yeah, me some details yeah, on that. Yeah, Players for the Planet. Uh, I started my rookie year in 2008 to raise awareness about you know, the impact that we're having on the environment and for, you know, professional athletes to use their, uh, use their platform for good. So, um, you know, we've been focusing on a big project in the Dominican Republic and their plastic crisis that's been going down there. So we were able to go down there with Nelson Cruz and Robbie Cano last year uh, to do a big cleanup. And we recently went back just to see what the status of that same beach that we cleaned up. And unfortunately it was an, it was a, it was a mess. So um, you know, it was, the situation's really bad there, but it's a kind of a, you know, we say it's a microcosm of what's going on everywhere, you know, with, uh, with all the, the waste and the mismanagement of, you know, how much stuff we use and where it's going and how it's affecting, uh, the environment. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to going back in December and doing another one once these guys get home from, from the season. So. All right, so I got to get your your input here. You mentioned Nelson Cruz, the guy who you're doing some charitable work with. CC Sabathia, ex-teammate. You got a couple of guys that are in the postseason this year that uh, you played with. Do you just like check the roster to see which team you got most boys on, and is that who you root for? <laughs> I know you were a Yankee for a half a season, but uh, that's the only team that's still uh, in the playoffs that you used to play for. How do you decide who to root yeah, for in the baseball just, Yeah, it's just it's just CC, it's just CC and Guardy right now. So though you know for you know for two years that's who I was next to on the plane. So those are those are my guys. But Guardy and I obviously going way back um, to the minor league days, but. Yeah, but also I'm also 37, so you know we know how old people have been phased down this game. So I don't really have a whole lot of uh, compadres left in in oh, baseball. Oh, but, but I got I got one. I bet you I can get you with. You were Verlandered at some point during your career, weren't you? I was more. I was Scherzerd. I was definitely really. Scherzer. You were Scherzerd. You weren't Verlander. Yeah, I was not Verlander. I faced Verlander. I did. Oh, I did okay against Justin. It's Scherzer who I just got absolutely dominated by. Really. Um, but you know, back to your question, I'd love to see C go out on top and it just, you know, I think it just makes sense. And, you know, playing with these guys over the years and seeing these guys fall off one by one, you know, seeing, seeing Sada go after my first year here and then Mo, then Jeet, and now, you know, now CC going. So you want to see them going out in the, in the best way possible. And he's just meant so much to the league, to everybody that he's played with. Um, and just everything that he's dealt with this year and how he's battled through this injury to get to this point, it, it'll be really special if he can, if he can get another ring. Uh, well, I think the Yankees are going to move on to another round. Will he get a chance to participate? We shall see. Uh, we'll certainly be rooting for him. Again, uh, Chris stopped in tonight, just talk some baseball with us and tell us how this new injection that he's found has been helpful to him. Although his playing days are over, his work isn't over. He's marching all over the Bronx. He's getting on the wrong subway when he's here in town. He's walking way too much. But it's not bothering him as much because he got the Zilretta in injection. Uh, do me a favor. Just check out their website. If it's something that you're suffering with pain, be it knee pain or any other kind of pain, Zilretta may be able to help you. Z-I-L-R-E-T-T-A dot com. Chris, thanks for jumping in studio with us. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.